seated. Jesus blesses children. People were bringing children to Jesus so that he would bless them, but the disciples scolded him. When Jesus saw this, he grew angry and said to them, Allow the children to come to me. Don't forbid them, because God's kingdom belongs to people like these children. I assure you that whoever doesn't welcome God's kingdom like a child will never enter it. When he hugged the children, then he hugged the children and blessed them. If you've been here the last few weeks, you know that uh, the sermons have followed a, a bit of a series that we've called, This is How We Do It, just for us to have a look at how we do church, how we be the church in the world today. And a couple of weeks ago, we started out by addressing or considering our nurturing ministries, those things that we do to nurture our own faith and the faith of one another, uh, sort of inside the walls, if you will, the inwardly facing ministries of the church. And we celebrated a lot of those and and highlighted ways that we could all participate in them. And then last week, we turned our attention outward to consider the outward-facing ministries of the church, the ways that we reach out into our community and into the world and how we be the church in that way. And again, lifting up lots of examples of ways that we do that specifically here at Shambly and how we can all be a part of it. And today, as we're celebrating our children and youth ministries, uh, those are kind of uh, inward and outward Uh, ministries that that point both directions and so we felt like it was important and valuable for us to lift those up together as a congregation and what better passage of scripture to look to to think about ministry with children and youth and particularly what that meant to Jesus than the verses that Lachlan read for us just a moment ago that story that starts out with the people the parents the families were bringing their children to Jesus. I mean, what more could you ask for? What a beautiful sight, right? That that people were bringing their kids just to be in the presence of Jesus. And you only have to read the next sentence, though, (laughs) to see where it takes a turn. But the disciples scolded them. But before we get to that, I wanted us to have an opportunity to hear from a couple of people here at the church that used to be children (laughs) and and were brought to the church and to Jesus as children. And I wanted you to hear about their experiences with God, with Jesus, through this church here at Shambly. So I've asked Chip Scarborough and Hope Swing if they would join me up here this morning. Will you guys help me welcome Chip and Hope? Chip, um, for the people who, who may not know you, would you just tell us uh, how old you are, what grade you're in, and uh, where you go to school? I'm Chip Scarborough. I'm in eighth grade. I'm 13, and I go to Mount Pisgah Christian School. Thank you. Hope, would you do the same? My name is Hope Swing. I go to Shambly Charter High School, and I'm in the 12th grade, and I'm 17 years old. Senior year. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, Chip. How old were you when you came to this church to be a part of the church? Do you remember, and do you have any memories of that when you were that age? I was three years old when I started coming here with my family, and my biggest memory is VBS. Vacation Bible School? Yes. What do you remember about going to Vacation Bible School? Um, just like hanging out with friends that go to church and learning about 
Bible stories through people acting it out. And uh, so now that you're a little bit older, you're too old to attend Vacation Bible School as a participant. Yeah, but, but I can still help. Okay, so you help out at Vacation Bible School now? Yes, with recreation. Oh, so what does that mean, you help with recreation? We set up games for the kids, like dodgeball and kickball and capture the flag. So why do you do that? Why do you help out even though you're sort of, you past that Vacation Bible School age? Because I remember how much fun I had with recreation when I was that age. I just wanted to give the kids the same opportunity. Oh, that's great. And you get to still play in the games, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always a kid at heart. Yeah, me too. What about you? Do you remember uh, how old you were or, you know, when in life you came to be a part of this church and what that was like? I came to the church when I was in fifth grade, and that's also when I got baptized here too. And I remember, like, I came when I was, like, transitioning to become a youth from, like, the children's ministry. And I was at first I was kind of nervous because I was, like, oh, there's a lot of people, they're too old. Like, I was just scared. But I remember when I joined, I don't know why I was scared anymore because everyone was so supportive and accepting and just felt like I'd been there a long time when I joined. So you were baptized when you came here in the fifth grade? Yes. You would have been, what, 11 or 12 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah? 11, and you were baptized yes. in this room? Yes. Yeah. And so you're, you then got to go in and start in the youth group, and you said it was a little bit intimidating yeah. at first, but then it wasn't. Yeah. What, what changed? What do you think? I met a lot of new friends that were just really fun, and they always included me and wanted to talk to me. And I remember going to youth every single Sunday night, and we would eat together, then we would play a game and like worship and it was just always something that I loved going to like every Sunday and I always look forward to doing it and everyone was just so accepting there and when I needed to get away or like if I was so stressed from school I could just go to church and it was just fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's Sunday night youth group. Yes. Tonight. Yes. What time? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Thank you. In the corner, the youth room. Yeah. Got it. Tim, what else? Do you remember anything else or anything that you've participated in or been a part of as you've grown up here in the church that's been meaningful to you? Um, I went to El Salvador in the spring, and that was really affecting my life, seeing how good I have it and just being able to meet new people and see a new culture. So you went with the team from the church to El Salvador? Yes. And what did y'all do while you were there? We helped build a parsonage for one of the Methodist churches in El Salvador. The parsonage, the, the house for the pastor to live in. Yeah. So what was your job? You did the plumbing? No. No, okay. What? We, we like, mixed concrete, concrete with shovels and tied rebar for the, like, foundation of the house. You mixed the concrete and tied the rebar, all of that for the foundation of the house. And, and like, the walls. Wow. Yeah. And this was on your spring break? Spring break, yes. So you spent your spring break with the mission team from this church in El Salvador building a house for a pastor. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. You think you'd do it again? Absolutely. Is the team going back again? Yes. This spring, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think anybody out here might want to help out and participate with you? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> that is going to be a big team we send to El Salvador.
What about you, Hope? Is there anything else that, you, that you've participated in or been a part of that's been meaningful to you? You mentioned the youth group meetings. Um, I also um, went to El Salvador this past spring as well. You did the plumbing. <laughs> no. No, okay. Somebody and, did the plumbing. And I got to help a lot with VBS. I got to play guitar for the worship songs with um, the lead person there that played guitar and like led the songs for VBS. And I just got to play along with him and it was just really fun. Like seeing the kids just have fun because like we don't, we're not like, we're really fortunate and they're not as fortunate as we are. And it, just going there and just like putting everything that we have here behind us just to help them, it really meant a lot yeah. to see them, yeah. Thank you for doing that on behalf of the church and the kingdom of God. Thank you. So Chip, what would you say to people? If There's people out here, I mean, there's kids. I told them you were a kid at one point, and now you're all grown up. Um, but there's kids out here, and there's teenagers out here, and there's families, parents, grandparents. What would you say to them about the children and youth ministry here and why that is important or significant, like if, if they were thinking about participating themselves? It's a really good way to learn about the Bible if you're young, because sometimes sermons could be hard to understand for our children, and then... Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm kidding. I... <laughs> like, children's ministry and youth makes it easier to learn, and then once you get older, it's easier for the sermon. Yeah. What about you, Hope? I mean, same thing. Like, if you were going to talk to some folks out here that might be thinking about being a part of participating in the children's ministry or the youth ministry or any of the other things that we do here at the church? I would definitely recommend the youth group because I know for me, like, with school, I get really stressed out, and sometimes I just need a break, and on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, I'm able to come here and see all my friends and just be able to focus just on God and just spend my time, like, connecting with the rest of the people in the youth group and growing closer to God and the people around me. Chip, I remember you told me when we were talking about um, River of Life. Would you tell everybody what that is? River of Life is a mission retreat that's in Millageville, Georgia. Um, my group did a project where we built a deck and porch for a family with two children that had cerebral palsy. And we had to tear down the old deck because it wasn't safe for them. And we built a new one. So what about that experience? Helped your faith, or what, where did you see God in that? Just being able to touch people that may not know God, that need help, and just showing them the love of God through works. Hmm. Thank you. Hope, same thing. I mean, you, you've told me about some of the other things that you've participated in here at the church and how those have affected your faith. I mean... How has this made you closer to God, being a part of this church? Um, for me, music is one of the main things that really draws me closer to God. I know I had the opportunity to um, lead worship in the youth group on Sunday nights, and also to play at the modern service at 9 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And that just gives me a way to connect more with God. and. Like, it, like, I love to play piano, and I love seeing people just connect with God in the audience while I'm just doing something I love. Um, you both are a blessing to me, to this church. 
Uh, and, and we said earlier that when people give, uh, part of what happens with the money they give is it funds the ministry that we have for children and for youth and the activities that you've described and the people on staff who lead those ministries like Crystal and Will, our preschool director, uh, Melly O'Keefe, uh, our director of our PMO, Chrissy, our nursery director, if you've ever dropped your babies off back there with Taylor. I mean, all of those are ministries that this church does for children and youth. Uh, but, but these people, when they give, they're helping to make those experiences possible that you've just described. What, on behalf of our kids and our youth, I mean, what would you want to say to all these folks who give to make that happen? Their money's definitely going to a good place. I've really enjoyed going to children's ministry and youth and all the retreats that we go on, like Glisten and River of Life. Hope? Um, your money was, is definitely going towards a good cause. Like Chip said, we love going to River of Life every year and meeting new people and just helping the community and Glisten. We love doing that every spring. It just brings all of us closer to God each year we go. And like, no matter what you like, do, like you'll always be able to come to church and connect with all, with all these wonderful people and have wonderful opportunities to grow closer to God. Now, I, I told you both that I'd give you the chance to have the last word right here. Um, so if there's anything that you would want to say that we haven't addressed, I didn't ask you about it, that you'd want to share with people. And I, and I just want to first acknowledge and appreciate y'all for doing this. Um, they say that people's second biggest fear is dying. And their first biggest fear is public speaking. <laughs> and, and so I, I really appreciate y'all being willing to do this, but I want to give you the chance to have the last word. I mean, Chip, is there anything that you'd want to say to these folks? Um, to like the kids that are, feel nervous about going to children's ministry or youth, like Hope said, there's no need to feel nervous because when I went, when I started youth, they were all very welcoming and I got into the rhythm real quick. Thank you. Hope, what would you want to say? You got a last word you'd want to share? Um, um, thank you for giving me this opportunity. And um, if you are also scared to go to youth, don't be like everyone's accepting. And you'll create some really good relationships and friendships as well. And yeah. Thank you. Thank you both. Will y'all help me thank Chip and Hope for sharing with us? What better way to hear the gospel lived out, to hear that story in the Bible of Jesus and the children lived out than from two people who used to be children and, and have sort of grown up in the ministries of this church. And you've helped make that possible. You've helped make that possible for Chip and for Hope and so many like them. You're making it possible for kids now, the kids that you've seen up here this morning and we're going to continue to make it possible for kids that are coming into the church and the ones that maybe aren't even here yet. But as we do that together, I, I go back to that scripture and that first sentence that, that the people were bringing their children to Jesus, how beautiful. And then the second sentence, but the disciples scolded them. Jesus' followers, the people who were closest to him, who were, who were in many ways sort of the leadership in the body of the church, when they saw people bringing their children to Jesus, it says they scolded them. Some translations say they rebuked them, which sounds so far-fetched. Who among us would, when they saw a child coming to the church or, or a parent wanting to bring a child to be close to Jesus, to hear about him, to experience him for themselves, who among us would scold somebody or rebuke somebody for that. that that 
almost seems unfathomable. Maybe a, a way to help us understand what was happening in that situation is, is another way to understand that word scolded or rebuked. Because it's used in other places in that language, in the Greek that the New Testament was written in, to describe the practice of raising the cost of something. So another way to understand what was happening in that moment is when people were bringing their children, the families were bringing their children like these to Jesus, the disciples raised the cost of it for them. Not financially, like that's going to cost you 20. But but really what they did is, is they put so much expectation for the way they were bringing their kids to Jesus, for how they needed to do that. They put so many expectations and requirements on them that it was raising the cost for these people to get their kids to Jesus. And, and maybe rightfully so, we think Jesus was doing important work and, and the disciples were doing important work. He was on his way somewhere and, and they had things to attend to and do and there's a right way to do it. And they were trying to make sure that that things were done well and properly and in order. And Jesus had the room and space to attend all the important things. And God, we get caught up in that in the church too. There's a a certain way we got to do it. And there's so many important things that we have to attend to. And and we got the meetings to do. And things need to look a certain way and everything. And, And what they ended up doing was putting barriers between the children and Jesus. To the point it says that Jesus got upset. That translation said angry. And he scolded his disciples. And he said, no, 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 allow the children to come to me. Now, I don't read the King James Version of the Bible a lot, but, but this verse in the King James, he said, suffer the little children to come unto me, if that rings a bell for you. Do you hear what he's doing there? For, for those followers of Jesus who are putting all these expectations and requirements and rules on the children and their families in order for them to come to Jesus, then Jesus turned it back on them and said, no, 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 if somebody's going to have to adjust here, it's not them. It's you. It's us. Why would you not be willing to go to any length, to make any accommodation, to throw the doors wide open in any way you can so that these children can come and know my love. If anybody's got to suffer, if anybody's going to have to do without, if anybody's going to have to adjust or make do or deal with it, it's not the ones that are trying to get to Jesus, it's the ones who are already there who would make the way and make the space. So he said, allow them to come to me. Do whatever you have to do. And that's why here in this church, we've got little children, even who help lead us in worship, and that's not necessarily always perfectly organized or orderly. Praise God. Children of all ages and stages and places in life, making it messy and a little bit different, Praise God. Isn't that the scene that you envision in this passage when Jesus said, bring them. Bring them. 
Do whatever it takes. I mean, I, I just look right outside our doors. Have you ever been in this Huntley Hills neighborhood? Have you been to the pool in the summer or on a weekend? Holy smokes, the children and families. Have you been in Sexton Woods in Keswick Park in that area? And all around us, there are children and their families. And whether they would articulate it or not, or even know it or not, just like all of us, they're looking for life and love that we know is found in Jesus. And Jesus said, make the way, throw the doors open, do whatever you have to do. In fact, he said, because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. He said, if, if you don't receive the kingdom of heaven like a child, then you won't even enter in. I hear Jesus telling us that, you know, you may want to throw the doors open and make the way and get the roadblocks down and quit impeding and blocking because guess what? You can learn something from them. Can I get an amen that we can learn something from the children among us about what it means to receive the kingdom of God? And then it finishes by saying, then Jesus wrapped his arms around the children, hugged them, and blessed them. And isn't that what we all want? For the children among us and around us to know the embrace and the blessing of Jesus that we know. So that's why when we think about how we do it, how we be the church, Right up at the top of the list is what we do to be in ministry with families, with children, with youth, teenagers. Because a lot of times, particularly in the church and in the leadership of the church, they don't have a voice. And so we, sp- we pay special attention to those ministries. I-, I mentioned some of them just a minute ago. And I said that when you give, you're helping to make them possible. There's lots of other ways that you can support those ministries that we do for our children and youth in the church and around the church and in our community. You got to hear from Crystal Kepley, our director of children's ministry. Uh, Will Goodwin, our director of youth ministry, led the prayer over our offering. If nothing else, I hope you give a thought to how you might support and participate in the ministries they lead in this church so that we can follow in the example that Jesus called his disciples to. Do everything you can to throw the doors open and make a way for the children to know Jesus' love. In just a minute, I hope you're hanging around for lunch. We're having lunch and we're going to have a celebration celebrating the retirement of the debt on all of the work that was done on the facilities of this church. As we celebrate, I hope we can celebrate with one eye looking back and, and, and acknowledging the great work that was done and that it's paid for now, but also with one eye looking forward and thinking about all the kids that you've seen up here today and what it's going to look like for this church to be in ministry for them and with them and their friends and neighbors for generations to come. Because God is up to something great here among us, particularly as we listen to and make space for 
our kids. So we're going to sing one last song, hymn number 277, Tell Me the Stories of Jesus. In a second, I'll invite you to stand and we'll sing. But as we're singing, even as you're singing those words, think about the stories of Jesus that you just heard, that you saw demonstrated amongst our children. What it would look like for you to be a part of telling the stories of Jesus to the kids in our church and in our community so that we can say together, this is how we do it. And I also want to say that if, if you're here and, and you don't have a church home, but you'd like to be a part of a church that uh, recognizes this call from Jesus to be in ministry with children, Shambly First is here for you. We'd love for you to be a part of this community of faith, to be a part of what God is doing here. Before you leave, uh, there'll be people at the desk right out these doors and also at the desk out these doors. If, if you'd like to stop and just say, I want to know more, how can I be involved? Or hang around for lunch and, and have a conversation with some folks and get to know people. But we'd love for you to be a part of what God is doing here. Will you stand and we'll sing hymn number 277, Tell Me the Stories of Jesus.